position is going to be vacant. Do we have PD on scene? Is this a safe scene? Fire, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. I have a hostage on the phone and people online. Oh, hi, Lena. Oh, hi. What's going on? Not much. Just waiting to do this episode. Oh, you just wait around for me now? Yeah. Well, we've been sitting here together for a while, so I don't know, I don't know what to do. I was about to say, you and everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, what's a, like, if you had a regular restaurant that you go to mm-hmm. around there, like, where do you go? Like, you live in a pretty small town. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. So my, my son, Sam 2.0, Mm-hmm. He, I don't know why I named him that, <laughs> but he loves looking at like the maps. Look at, and he all he's always looking at your area where you live. Oh, okay. And he zooms in on, it and he's like, "Dad, Dad, they still they still don't have any like paved roads there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally the middle of nowhere. It really is. There's nothing but but farm fields. We don't go anywhere for dinner. Is the answer to your, to your question there? There's yeah. nowhere to go. Like at the bar, they they have some pizza, but uh, and there's a there's a Chinese food restaurant, and mm-hmm. it's called Paris something. I don't know why. It's like it, you think that you would be going in there to. Uh, Eat French you know, food, yeah, or to have a muffin and a coffee or something, but it's just like really dirty grease used to fry questionable chicken balls. So yeah, man, no, no, I don't go anywhere for dinner. We, we do they let you take your children into the bar for pizza? Now they do, yeah. They oh, never really? used to, but uh, cert- past a certain time. But you wouldn't want to do that. It smells like uh, piss in there. I mean, Pee. now with the so the drinking their drinking age is what five. <laughs> I actually I, I, legalized I, pot and <laughs> yeah, well, you can do whatever you want except for leave the country out here. Yeah, but, right. <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, man, it's it's a it's a really small place. You got a question? Interesting. Uh, a, yeah, a, a follow up uh, question to that. Yeah, we'll just follow up a, an addendum to that. As I'm driving the other day, Sam 2.0 is looking at the map and he's like, man, I don't know. I don't know what Jack would even do around there. I only see one mountain bike trail that's like an official mountain bike trail within like 20 miles of him because <laughs> he's really into mountain biking. So yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't know what he does all this for fun. What in the world? Yeah. How could he? I'm surprised he hasn't just shawled himself. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I've never been on a mountain bike in my life. <laughs> uh, okay, no, I do have a more, uh, well, I guess it's sort of an addendum relation uh, to the last question that actually is pertinent to the, I'll just ask you. Sure. Okay, hey, Luna, mm-hmm. um, what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you at a Cracker Barrel restaurant? Okay, yeah, I've been to Cracker Barrel once. We we went to the States to go to Mount Rushmore for some reason two years ago, right when the yeah. Sturgis motorcycle rally was happening. We didn't know. <laughs> what that was and we're there with all these bikers and dude anyways so we went we went there for whatever reason um, just to check it out check out some heads and then leave and then uh, we went to a Cracker Barrel on the way out and I was really excited because out here you can't get that country fried steak with the white sauce on it that everybody yeah, eats down the gravy. there and dumplings right. and all that that's not mm-hmm. really something that's normal at every place that you go to out here so I ordered that and it comes, and I started eating it, and it's smothered in gravy, and then uh, I, it's like chewy, like you know, the texture is like al, al dente. Al, al dente has entered the building. Al dente <laughs> is in my mouth, and I'm chewing raw chicken. It's raw chicken. I look oh, down, gosh. and it's so raw that it's got that marble look to it, <laughs> that sheen, the, the, the rainbow sheen. <laughs> yeah, I ate half yeah. of a chicken breast that was oh, completely no. raw. And so I get up and I immediately go out in the back and where all the truckers are and stuff. And I'm sticking my hand down my throat trying to make myself puke, but I can't puke because I don't have a gag reflex. <laughs> For some reason, like when I was a when I was a kid, you don't have to go into it. I sucked a lot of like popsicles. Oh, oh, okay. All Deep right. down my throat. Whoa. whoa. Jeez, take it easy. <laughs> when you said when I was a kid, I thought, oh crap, here we go. This is, has to be a dart call now. No, but I, I used to shove popsicles down my throat when I was a kid, for real. Like I used to like stick them down my throat and thought it felt cool. <laughs> so that 
That primed me. This isn't getting any better. <laughs> I just did that. I don't know why. <laughs> My uncle chucked nickels at me. But the, the, the like <laughs> that situation is my experience with Cracker Barrel. Eating okay. raw, raw chicken and choking on my whole hand. Did you ever barf? I mean, did you? No, did you I get can't it puke. I can't puke. Oh my gosh! So, I had to get like a what, trucker to punch me or something in the stomach. Did you get? Did you go back in and like get a refund or more food or? Yeah, and the lady's going. She's going. Well, they're all in a timer. I'm like, okay, but look at it. Like it's raw. She, so <laughs> she just keeps on going. Yeah, but they're all in a timer. Like, but this one. So something's wrong, though, right? Like, I'm wrong? So anyways, um, I just went to a liquor store, got some, like, liquor because I wanted to kill the bacteria. I thought that would work. And I didn't have to drive. I didn't have to drive back, so that was sweet. And I didn't so get you sick. just chugged a whole bottle of Grey Goose and just <laughs> called it a day. Yeah. I sipped on it. But yeah, it was good. It was okay. Anyways, that's that's it. That's it. Wow. How much? Wow. I have two experiences at Cracker Barrel. Well, I've had many, many experiences. Most of them are delicious, but I have two that stand <laughs> out. One, I, I've been to Cracker Barrel so many times, I went there when you could still smoke inside of a Cracker Barrel. Nice. Um, and to tell you how concerned they were with uh, smoking, even back then, they had it cordoned off, like the smoking section, which was like maybe 12, 20 tables, something like that. And then the rest of the restaurant where you could sit. Mm-hmm. But the but the, the, the barrier between the smoking section and the not smoking section was just trellis. Do you know what trellis is? Yeah. <laughs> just that wicker kind of wood yeah. with big giant holes. I mean, you could pass a ham <laughs> through it, right? So obviously... Like, oh, yeah, secondhand smoke is not a thing, just like birds aren't real, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, I, I was sitting with my girlfriend this one time at a table right next to the trellis, and I looked through, and have you ever, have you ever been driving down the road or take a corner, and there's a, like a dude on the sidewalk, and you make eye contact, and you make that split second more eye contact than is a normal amount, and it goes into... You just turned him into threat level 100, you know, where you're like, you made too much eye contact. Now he's like, whoa, 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 you know, that guy. Mm -hmm. So I I peeked through the trellis just (laughs) long enough at this guy where he went all Chuck Norris. Yeah. I hear him like s- slam his hands on the table, like, you know, the silverware jiggle, triggle, trickle, kinkle, kinkle. Wow. And then I look over because it startled me. I looked over and he's taking the biggest drag of his cigarette. Whoa. And then he just comes over to the trellis like a monkey and puts his mouth yeah. through the hole on the trellis and just goes, <laughs> and just blows a whole lung full of of smoke at my face. Wow! And I was like, "What a move! This is difficult. I have no idea what's going on." Anyway, so he got kicked out. He was asserting dominance. Oh yeah, he was. The, he thought he was the silverback in that <laughs> restaurant. But little did he know, you you were going to call the manager over. Exactly. I totally carried him. I carried him right out of that place. <laughs> so that's one episode at Cracker Barrel. The other one was one time I went to the doctor and I was complaining about concentrating, not being able to concentrate well enough and everything. And, and they're like, well, maybe you have a depression. I'm like, well, I don't feel sad. And they're like, no, depression is actually a blah, blah. And then some blurry mm. blur, blur, blur of like what depression is. I don't remember. <laughs> and then um, they were like ADD something, something. And I'm like, I don't, yeah, I fell asleep. Anyway, anyway, I finished that visit with a new pill called the Risperidone, which uh, is like, they gave me these dissolvable tablets, but I forgot to remember that he said, take this right before your head hits the pillow. And I don't know why he would say that, except for when I went to Cracker Barrel afterward with my then wife and a friend, I took it right before I went in the restaurant. I literally was laying on the table. I couldn't get my head off the table. Mm -hmm. They had to finish their meal while I laid in the trunk of the car the hatchback of the car. I don't know why I was saying the hatchback. Oh, because none of the seats. Is this your first story or your second story? I hope this is your this second is my, story. This is my second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, the first one was the smoke guy, and this was the drugs one. Gotcha. 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 The one where you you, fe- you fell asleep on a table there. Yeah, I fell asleep. I, I drugged out of my mind. Uh, and I learned a lesson there. It just felt so casual. It felt so casual at the end there when you were finishing up talking. Like you were starting to trail into, 
you know, what you did next. And I, I was getting scared. That's all. It's a natural segue. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nope. That was it. Those are the two heavy duties at Cracker Barrel. But today's story takes place at a Cracker Barrel. Could you see oh. that coming? No. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, man. <laughs> Thank you. Go. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So I'll give you a little backstory on this one before we listen to the call. Okay. Mm-hmm. Back in April of 2012, Kevin E. Allen, a close relation to Kevin from Home Alone, was a, a resident of Strongville, Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. He was sitting down to a nice family meal with his family at the Cracker Barrel restaurant. He ordered the ham and the eggs breakfast, a large orange juice, and a side of biscuits and gravy, puts down his menu, and then got an extra helping that he wasn't prepared for. Uh, his wife, Katharina, better known as Kate by her friends, <laughs> uh, told him she was leaving him right there at the table. Rough. So, here sits Kevin with his wife and his daughter, Carrie, and their other daughter. Oh, by the way, they were celebrating Carrie's 10th birthday. Oh, that's, ti- that's poor timing. Yeah, you would think. His <laughs> wife drops this nuclear nuptial birthday bomb on him, right? Yeah. So just put yourself in that moment for a moment in time. Right. You're sitting at the Cracker Barrel, ready to enjoy your southern fried cookings. Uh-huh. And your wife says, oh, happy birthday, daughter. I'm leaving your dad. What, what, uh, what do you do? Uh, order, order a piece of chicken. <laughs> Eat the whole thing. <laughs> Hopefully choke on it. And then just stare her in the eyes and be like, I can't puke. I'm going to die. And you did it. I can't puke. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, Jack, puke. And you're like, I can't puke. I'm not going to puke. Nobody can make me puke. Give me me five popsicles. The long ones. (laughs) I'm talking the Astro Pops. (laughs) (laughs) Daddy wants dessert. They find you, you've choked to death, and there's just like red, white, and blue fluid coming out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, poor, and then a, and then a bike, a motorcycle drives over me wearing one of those <laughs> Trump leather jackets. <laughs> every time, man. Every time. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, okay, it's good to know that you would uh, have operated uh, in the proper fashion. Sure. <laughs> Had that happened to you? Let's let's see if Kevin responds as a proper patron of the Cracker Barrel should, as his nine one one call plays out. Okay, pretty much things go to hell. It's a nine one one call, so obviously he didn't take the news well. But let's just suspend our suspicions for a moment and pretend that we don't know that he's about. All right, I'm just gonna play the call. You ready for me to hit play? Yeah, yeah. Stop screwing <laughs> <Okay>. around. <laughs> All right, here we. Brooklyn 911, what's your emergency? I need uh, someone. I need an officer. My husband. I'm having some spouse problems, and my husband uh, is like circling the restaurant we're at, and he wants to go home, but he's circling he like. Okay, I'll respond. And we're circling the building. Hold on. Where are you at, ma'am? Uh, hello? Uh, hello. Where are you? At Crackle Barrel. I see that, ma'am. I'm sorry. And he's circling the restaurant? Yeah. Did you go there together? Yeah. No, we get in separate cars. But you went to the restaurant together? Yeah. Okay, well, did you have an argument in the restaurant? Yeah. Hi, I told him that um, I was leaving him and he he has uh he went outside or whatever and then he's circling the restaurant and What is your name? Kate Allen. Kate? Yes. And what is his name? Kevin. Does he own any weapons? I don't know. Ma'am, do you he's your husband, do you know if he owns any weapons? I'm not asking you um, I know he does, like, a pellet gun and stuff, um, and he has... Is a pellet gun at your house? Yeah, I'm not going home. I just want to get into That's not what I'm, I'm not asking you if you're going home. I'm asking you if he has any weapons so that when my officers get there and stop him, they know what they're prepared for. 
Okay. Um, Does he have any weapons I, on him that you know of or own any that no, you know of? He got, okay. I know I saw some shotgun stuff. He had a shotgun, but he told me he got rid of it. Okay, but he doesn't have the shotgun on him currently, I correct? I don't know. I don't know. Did yeah. you see the shotgun, ma'am? No, I saw the shotgun shells. You, you saw the shotgun, shotgun shells on him? Yeah. What kind of car is he? It's a Jeep Liberty. What color? Okay. It's a gray. Hold on a second, ma'am. 1048-5327. Cracker Barrel. As a female stating that she just informed her husband that she's leaving him, um, they got into an argument. They drove separately, but he refuses to leave the parking lot. He's struggling, waiting for her to leave. He's in a Jeep Liberty. She does own a shotgun. She didn't see it on him, but she didn't see shotgun shells. What color is the Jeep? Gray. Hold on, and he's calling my daughter right now. She's calling your daughter on the phone? Uh -huh. Hello? Hello? Are you talking to me or are you talking to your daughter on your daughter's phone? I'm, I'm trying to talk to him. Okay, well, try and talk to me, not to him. Okay. Can you see a license plate on his vehicle, or do you know the license no. plate on his vehicle? No, I don't. I don't see him right now. But I don't see him right now. He's not in front of me, but I'm trying. What is his first name? Kevin. A-L-L-E-N is the last name? Yeah, he's here, and the police are here, too. I have to. All right, wait in the lobby for the officers. Do not go outside. Let them talk to him, okay? Ma'am. Okay. Uh, mysterious, eh? Yeah. Yeah, that was that was intense. That was uh, a little excruciating, too. Just uh, the, the wife on the phone there, or, sorry, the ex-wife, are about to be... She was was she drunk or just you know, scared? I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think with the history that we're going to get into, I'll just preface this by saying I wouldn't be surprised okay, if she fine. was too. That's fine. You know, but I don't want to put that on her. So I, I don't know. No, I like to be. I like to just. I just like to use the facts, man. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's she definitely she sound, sounded I mean, drunk. Yeah, she, she sounded did. drunk. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't really matter. I mean, I would be drunk, too, if I was uh, breaking up with my husband who has shotguns in his back pocket on my daughter's birthday, 10-year-old ten, ten yeah. birthday. 10 happy birthday, daughter. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. Okay, so really quick, though, do you remember, remember the episode that we did with the guy that drove his car through the restaurant to yeah. kill his family? That was a good he one. He drove a Jeep Liberty and this no. guy drives a Jeep. Why? I think there should be a, like a new like you know list where you know certain men with certain colorings have to register if they own a Jeep Liberty. What? Yeah. Men's with certain just, colorings? Yeah, colorings. What do you mean? You know, like hair color. I don't see skin color. Holy moly! Right. Okay. Gotcha. Just hair color. I think they both had white. How about camo? <laughs> yeah. Well, they they both had camp. No, I don't know if they both had camo. Probably both own camo, though. That's a thing. Yes, it would be on the list. It would be, do you own camo? Checkbox, yes. Right. What color is your hair? White. What color is your skin? And there's only one box, and it says, not relevant. <laughs> and then next to gender, it has a box that just says, yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, yeah, I don't know. That's, that's, uh, That'd be great. that's weird. Anyway, just yeah. get all the Jeep Libertines together. Anyway, okay. So, this was Kevin, who was a Sagittarius. Oh, good to know. Yeah, yeah. He had a history of threatening violence on his wife. Mm -hmm. There, over the course of their marriage, were several recorded incidents where Kevin, the Sagittarius, had threatened harm or death on Kate. Kevin was married that we know of at least three times, though, and he was basically a 20-year veteran of being a violent man. Um, he had a long history of threatening wives and others. Uh, case in point... Columbia Gas Co., which is the gas company there, they had to request a police escort to go to Kevin's house because he hadn't paid his bills, and he stated he will shoot anyone who attempts to turn his gas off. Wow. <laughs> so, just a little bit of character painting here for what we're dealing with. Uh, Kevin's a little bit unhinged. Imagine he was like, I, he was like, I will shoot the gas. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will just I will <laughs> yeah. sh- shoot the line. <laughs> Cross this line. Back in 1995, even mm. Kevin was arrested after the police responded to reports of a violent argument between him and his girlfriend Janice Curlin. It's K O E R L I N. So I think it's Curlin. 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 The argument that took place was the same day that Kevin received a divorce from his wife. Mm. So, he beat up his quote-unquote girlfriend on the same day as receiving divorce papers from his quote-unquote wife. I I can see how this probably played out. It was like, damn it, Janice, look what you made my wife do. Punch, punch, (laughs) punch. You know, it's like that kind of thing. But uh, three months later... Kevin was arrested again after Janice, now his wife. That probably played out like, Dear Janice, sorry for punching you repeatedly like that. I realize what you did by being my girlfriend really pissed off my wife. And that's not all your fault. She carries a portion of the blame for filing the divorce. If you can see it in your heart to marry me, I can see past this and we can have a beautiful life together. If you'll be my new wife... Please meet me at the Cracker Barrel after dusk. Love, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So, three months. So, when she was his wife, three months later, probably after he, she got that love letter from Kevin, uh, right? She had to call the cops. He was arrested because he tried to suffocate her with a pillow. <laughs> this is a passionate guy, man. Love, Kevin. Um, he was arrested for burglary and theft in 2008. Mm. Also, this isn't a crime, but maybe at this pace it is. Uh, records indicated that he filed for bankruptcy in 1991, 2000, 2004, and 2013. Yeah. What? You could do it uh, that many the, times? Nice. Apparently. I didn't know. But it, the 2004 bankruptcy was him compelling his wife uh, to file instead of him because he had just filed in 2000. So pretty, wow. pretty crazy. That's one way to get rid of debt. <laughs> Are you sure this didn't happen out of Denny's? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Cracker Barrel, for okay. sure, confirmed. Uh, okay. Oh, man. There's also court records that show that uh, Kevin has an adult daughter from the previous marriage that ended in 1995. I mean, the marriage ended in 1995, not his daughter. I mean, I'm not sure if she's alive, but I think based on the commas and the structure of the script that I wrote here... Uh, that I meant that the marriage ended and the daughter is possibly still alive. But so he has another daughter, <laughs> basically. Oh God, All right, back to the current incident back in the past. Okay, here we go. Just two days before the Cracker Barrel, Kate told police in their hometown of Strongsville that she had left her husband and taken their daughters after a quote unquote incident on Easter and was afraid to go home to collect their belongings. She stated that she has not been getting along with her husband very well at all, and she decided to take the kids and stay with a friend. She told the police that initially she wanted to just pick up some items from the house, but decided not to because it would make him mad if the police responded. Mm -hmm. But she wanted to document with the police these verbal altercations that she was having with him. So... Okay, this guy wasn't just a person who was threatening his wife whilst in a premium southern food restaurant or on special holidays. So he threatened Kate all the time at her home. He verbalized threats at work even to the point mm-hmm. that his boss required him to go through anger management classes. The most recent mugshot that we have of Kevin is very recent compared to like – when this whole thing went down. It was before the Cracker Barrel, but he has a mugshot where he just has this really glib smirk on his face. Do you uh, do you know what a glib smirk looks like? Oh, I'm trying to picture it, actually. I was actually trying to do it with my face. Is it kind of like... Yeah. Eh. It's, like, it's like this. Oh, it's like you're taking a crap? You see? Yeah, kind of. Well, glib... Glib means it says a lot, but is meaningless Uh, so it's like a very wordy person that's just hollow right so that's the look on his face he's like "Eh, eh," you know (laughs) if it was if it made a word that was a word you've we're looking at each other when we do these and you're you freezing up (laughs) while you're doing that you keep getting stuck with your mouth open like that (laughs) 
thinking about shoving a shoving a popsicle in there. Yeah, no, just a. <laughs> he got stuck twice yeah. doing that. The timing. <laughs> so okay, so here they are, Thursday night, the Cracker Barrel Old Country Store Incorporated, celebrating their daughter's Carrie's tenth birthday, party hats mm. and all. And Kate says, "Happy birthday, Kate! I'm divorcing your dad," <laughs> which. Probably by the sound of things, might have been the biggest birthday gift a little girl probably could have asked for. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. Maybe no. another of her gifts was a poison pen that she'd like maybe later use on him or something. But <laughs> let's just stick to the facts. Okay, Luna? He's so volatile that she maybe wanted to do it in a public setting where maybe it would dampen his response, right? Did you say that already? No, I didn't. Uh, but I think you're okay. right. The strategy was probably step one, get drunk or drunker, yeah. Yeah. drunk enough Right. Step two, get to a public place. You know, and I I, I, I kind of ha-ha, mickey-de-mock her doing it at a birthday party. But, man, you know, it's probably, honestly, it's probably a relief to the girl, I would guess. You know, sure. That, sure. that this is happening. So um, I made a joke about it, but it probably was a bit of a gift to uh, Carrie that uh, this was happening. Yeah. I don't know, though, because I just like the facts. So, yeah. You never know. Yeah. Yeah, so he he orders, she drops the bomb, things get heated right away apparently, to the point that some cracker barrelistas called 911 as well. So Kevin, after a very loud verbal tete-a-tete with his soon-to-be ex-Kate, and before cops could arrive, barreled out of the restaurant and returned double-barreled with a single-barrel shotgun. <laughs> let's just, let's paint the picture here though. Uh, mm-hmm. Cops arrived after Kevin goes back inside with his shotgun. Mm-hmm. The the wife sees that he's tooling around, the, you know, doing the, the rounds around the restaurant. She calls 911. Cops aren't there yet. It takes him three minutes to get there. He goes out in his car, brings back in a shotgun, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the, ne- the, the Cracker Barrel, as is customary and natural for a crash- Cracker Barrel, is at capacity with patrons. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what a patron is, check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash 1159media. Yeah. You're unbelievable, man. Kevin won't be there. <laughs> so, can, I, can I interrupt one more time here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm yeah. sorry. So sorry. when he comes sorry. back in with the shot, when he comes back in with the shotgun into the cracker barrel with the double barrel, does he, mm-hmm. with the single barrel, sorry. Yeah. Is, is she on the phone with him still? You know how at the end of that call, things kind of get a little bit more intense at the end. Is he coming back in right there on the call? Yes. Okay. Yes, right there where the call ends, she sees him. She gotcha. sees she's she's not comfortable at the very moment because she sees him coming in. She's he's already in, and I don't know if you remember the way a Cracker Barrel is set up. But the front of a Cracker Barrel, where you go through the doors, is a country store. There's like yes. tons of millions of things you can buy. There's candy from the 1950s. I mean, it's new candy, <laughs> but it's like from the 19. 19- anyway, there's a ton of things you could buy. It's like a total endorphin rush, yeah. and then you go through this barricade into the actual restaurant. So she's in the restaurant part. And she sees him come into the restaurant area right when that call ends. Okay, so the cops are up against a pretty armed Sagittarius, as we've come to understand here. He's in the restaurant full of wobbly heads, drunk on syrup and gravy. There's no way they're going to try shooting through the large craftsman-style windows of this establishment and potentially kill the wrong person. So they hunker down outside and call into the restaurant to make their orders. Once they've got their orders put in, they determined that they should just stay put outside. Okay, so they do. Okay, there's more calls. You ready for this one? Yeah, I'm ready. Sorry, was that a joke? They were making their orders for food, and now they're going to... Or were you talking it's about... A, it's a job... You know, it's one of those cop generalizations. It may or may not have happened, but, you know, it's like donuts and cops. We'll just... We'll play it off as if... Yeah, we'll call it a joke. Sure. I thought you were trying to say like they showed up, this guy's inside, you know, with a shotgun, and then be first they place their orders and right. then they, they bring out some waffles and they're all okay. Yeah, all right, we're exactly. ready to handle this boys. Yeah, this is gonna it's, it might be a long one. Let's 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 dig in. Yeah, they even say <laughs> hi. Just hold on a sec, buddy. We're, we'll get to this in yeah, a second. Exactly. Just let us Exactly. Yeah. All right. Are ready for me to hit play then? I am. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> What's happening there, ma'am? 
How many squad? Brooklyn, I will want what's your emergency? Ma'am, are you okay? We're on our way to Cracker Barrel. Where are you? Are you shot? Is, is anybody that you know of injured? There's tons of people in here. Okay, where are you? I need you to talk quietly. Where are you? I'm already advised. Where are you inside the restaurant, ma'am? I'm like behind the counter. Okay, stay, stay underneath the counter. I, I understand. We are right outside. We're right outside. We're going to be coming in to get you, okay? Okay. What is your name? Okay, don't stop talking. Just can you, if you can see him, say yes or no. No, I can't. Do you know if anybody's shot? I don't know. I just Okay, ma'am, we are right outside. I need you to calm down for me, okay? Okay. Can you see if anybody's injured from where you're at? I don't want you to shoot his kids. He what? He's trying to shoot his kids. What is your first name? My name is Rebecca. What? What is your name? He's in the girls' bathroom. Fire, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. I have a hostage on the phone and people online. He's in the restaurant. There's people still under the counter. They don't know where he's at. Okay, ma'am, I need I'm, He's still shooting. I'm hearing shots over the phone. Please, Graves. Ma'am, just stay under the counter. Brooklyn, please. I'm under it. Yes, he's in the girls' bathroom. We have victims inside. Hold on. on. Ma'am, relax. Stop. Stay under the counter. I'm under it. I'm under it. Okay. Fire, I cannot copy you. I have his records. What's that? I I cast him out earlier, the same guy. I, I know, I know. We we were on our way to talk to him, okay? Okay. Ma'am, what is your first... <laughs> Ma'am, do you see my officers in there? No, I just... Okay, can... Listen, I just need you to stay underneath the counter until the officers come get you, okay? Okay. Confirm mail in custody. Okay, ma'am, we have him, okay? Okay. Okay, I need you to stand up. The officers are on their way in, okay? Don't go anywhere from where you're at, all right? Okay. Okay. Hold on a second. Don't hang up. Okay. All right, I have one female still on the phone. She's hiding on the counter. Okay, I have officers in there, okay, ma'am? What is your first name again? My name is Rebecca. And Rebecca what? Bastic. Bastic? B-A-S-T-I-C. Okay, we're inside, okay? Go ahead and talk to the officers. Okay. Right, bye-bye. Bye. Oof. Dang. Man. <clears throat> yeah, it's terrifying. You know that stuff's scary. When you hear, when you hear about, like, shootings, anything, you know. But yeah. these shootings, you, you know it's scary, but there's still... We get so... Um, desensitized to to these things when you see them in the news now but to hear it on a call like that and be there again yeah 
because I used to pay attention to these calls more so than I do now, but to to go back to putting yourself in her shoes, being mm-hmm. crumpled in a corner and knowing a gunman's walking around, and if he does find you, like, hide and seek when you're a kid, you're a little bit excited, right? This type yeah. of hide and seek. He's just going to sh- blow you away, and you're, you're cowering, and like, man, yep. how helpless and, and terrifying you must Oof, that's rough. Uh, so I, I carry. I carry a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about that before. Someone asked me the other day, don't you feel uncomfortable going in and potentially making other people uncomfortable? And I'm like, well, one, they don't see it. I follow all the rules and no one sees my gun. If, if someone sees my gun, they're going to die. That's it. You know, that's no one should see my gun because it's concealed, right? I think of these kind of situations where we can talk all day long about, you know, who should have guns, who shouldn't, blah, blah, blah. But when I hear a call like this, I feel an immense amount of comfort knowing that I wouldn't be sitting there waiting to get blown away. Yeah. That's just me. I'm not pushing that on anybody, but I'm saying I've done I've done the work sure. so that I know that in that situation, I'm not Mr. Shaky Hands. I'm not... You know, yeah. I've got a dead aim, and I feel, I feel, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad that 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 would not be me. I feel so relieved knowing. That I understand. I feel terrible for her, you know. Ugh. You'd be like, you'd be like uh, Samuel L. Jackson in, in the in the restaurant in uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. Where they, where he goes <laughs> his wallet and all that stuff. You'd just be sitting there, yeah. the operator, right? What's your problem, dude? <laughs> Don't worry about exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd start <laughs> reciting some like scripture out of revelations or something yeah, yeah sure yeah. the path of the righteous man right and they're, they're yeah. like, <laughs> like what is wrong with this guy this guy's nuts yeah like, no i i take that very seriously and i mm-hmm. man this kind of a call is one of those those beacon moments where in my past i was like i don't want that to be me and so that you yeah. know if anyone's ever wondered how somebody who carries could feel comfortable it's because i don't want to feel that uncomfortable gotcha. that yeah. like this lady you know so yeah Love follow it. all the rules do your laws whatever if you can and you feel comfortable do it if not hope somebody else is <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I, I walk everywhere with a hatchet in my in my back in the back of my throat. it's a little uncomfortable but I feel better knowing that it's there. <laughs> exactly. So, all right. So, so yeah. this caller was one of the Cracker Barrel Listas. Um, she's calling from underneath the counter. Hmm. Uh, so, she's calling from underneath the front counter. So, uh, she couldn't see Kevin because she was in the country store section of the Cracker Barrel's standard Cracker Barrel floor plan. And Kevin was shooting his way through the dining room at the time. So as soon as shooting started, it created panic. Uh, managers were helping people get out through a rear door once once he started shooting. Um, he was making his way around. You heard the 911 caller at one point say he's in the girl's bathroom, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't need to go to the bathroom. We'll get into that in a second. But have you ever been somewhere, Luna, where there is a shooting and if so, what are your thoughts and feelings about the environment that's generated when that shooting was happening? I, I haven't. I think I was at a nightclub one time where someone got shot outside. I nothing nothing like this. I, <laughs> nothing like this. I haven't <laughs> I haven't been a part of anything like that. Yeah, it's chaos. It really it really is. And it it um, have you? I've been. I've, oh, yeah, you, I've been, you were the shooter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's different, but you know, I feel comfortable. No. Uh, <laughs> No, I have. I've been. I've been in the middle of a shooting uh, in Alabama, and um, it's interesting. There are few times in your life where you have no idea what your stripes look like um, mm-hmm. until you're put in that moment. I would say one is when a loved one dies. I think family members' true stripes come out. You know, you've, mm-hmm. we've talked about this before. Maybe you got the the one person that can't handle it. They run to the house and start taking all their belongings, and the other one that's kind of the mm-hmm. cool head in the whole thing. Another one is a shooting. When a shooting happens, you just don't know how you're going to react until unless you're prepared or you are wondering. <laughs> You'll find out. Are you the one cowering? Are you yeah. running away? Are you running to the fire? There, there are three or four different kinds of people. Do you and, think? Sorry, man. Do you think if you were like really into Marvel or you're into like Spider-Man or, you know, action heroes and stuff like that, if you're really into it and that situation happened, you would be more likely to jump in? I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> I, 
I wouldn't jump in. Uh, well, okay. You if I, no, I know. Going through the training that I have, um, I would I would involve myself should the situation warrant it. But yeah. I'm very, I mean, there is like, there's like a lock and key on my brain that's like, if I touch my gun, oh. I'm going to kill someone. That's the point sure. of having it. But without, so, and another thing is a lot of people have, have said, and this is something, if you talk to people that are in mixed martial arts or martial arts, rule mm-hmm. number one is in the face of confrontation, get out. It's not confront. It's not fight. It's it's get out. You know. So even like if all I have on me is a knife or something, I'm running. I don't care about looking like a coward. I'll run. Yeah. yeah. Unless the unless the situation you know it compels me to protect or or whatever. I get it. Absolutely. I'm just wondering if there's a guy like you know who just finished watching Spider Man and he's at the yeah. Cracker Barrel and then someone pulls out a gun. And he's like the only option. <laughs> is to jump on is, this guy's back right yeah. now. And it, right? there are guys like that, you know, that hopefully he doesn't try to like pull a Spider-Man move and just like sticks his wrist in his face. Like, ah, crap. <laughs> Forgot I don't yeah. have that power. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I think I think there are. There are some people that would run headfirst into a fire for sure. I don't know and, what I would uh, do. I don't know what I would do. But like you said, the, the stripes come out in, in the moment. So you can't, you can't uh, tell what you would do. You can't unless, unless you prepare for the situation. But even then... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One not, another thing I think is critical is you can't judge anyone in these situations except for the criminal. No, yes, you're right. The 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 way that they're going to re- respond is a sum of their preparation for that event, and that's the case in life. It's like how do you react to anything? Well, it's how much time have you spent thinking about that situation or preparing for it? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So. I would only say something to a guy who's been acting tough like my whole life, and we're at in a situation like that, and he pees his pants yeah. or something. I, I'd really be hard on him about that. <laughs> For sure. Right. Yes. <laughs> I judge. I judge so often on these nine one one calls. I judge quite a bit, and I shouldn't. Like yeah. when it's heat of the moment type stuff. What you just said, you you shouldn't. The one um, pass I would give ourselves when it comes to that is sometimes we uh, critique the dispatcher, but they are prepared. They're supposed to be. They're trained for this, and so when a when a dispatcher acts untoward. In a situation, it it does warrant maybe a little bit of a looky loo, you know. Situ- look at it, you know. But but even there, you know, every 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 dispatcher is a snowflake. So. Oh, for sure. And we'll see if we if we uh, break down the people in the Cracker Barrel once this is done. This sounds like it's going to get really yeah. out of hand, so we should get back to it. Yeah. People are yes. likely upset while they're listening to this. Yeah, things are going crazy. Okay, so we're just going to cut to the chase here. Sure. Kevin killed Kate, his wife. Carrie, his 10-year-old daughter, and their other daughter, Kayla, he killed all three of them. Jeez. But before we go into much more detail, there's one more part to the call. So you ready for me to ruin your earballs a little more in press play? I am. Am I? But, well, sorry, everybody. But yeah. did, did he go into the girls' washroom for the purpose of chasing down one of his uh, daughters or his wife? Do you know that? You. You are very insightful. I'm ahead of myself. Okay. We're going to get there. But yeah, you probably gave a lot of people comfort because they're like, what's going on in the bathroom? Now they know something's going on in the bathroom. (laughs) Great. We'll get to that. I often wonder what's happening in the girls, the, the, the women's bathroom. So we'll, we'll answer that question here momentarily. Oh, wait. But before I start, guess what? What? Ads. Right. (laughs) We got to pay the bills. I'd like to say that people ask me all the time, Hey, the operator, how do you stay so fit? But most of the time I just get asked, Hey, the operator, how do you stay so well fed? Apparently, people can see how much I eat through my face by the size of my face. Well, that's all fine and good and only hurts when I think about it. But to answer their question, I have turned a corner in my eating And instead of going around the corner to eat at the local binge barn, I've committed myself to a glorious stream of every plate meals. You see, with every plate, I get full plates and a fuller wallet. But the operator, how can you eat food that costs money and still have money? You may be asking, well, it's because of math. You see, one meal from every plate is the same price as a cup of coffee. Or, for my brain, more accurately, a single serving of Kraft root beer. 
I don't hate anything, but if I were to hate something, it'd be planning meals, shopping for meals, and making sure that I didn't forget anything as I read a recipe in the middle of a mega mart while my glasses fog up because of my mask. First world problems, eh? Every place takes all that away. They do the planning, they do the shopping, and they deliver it to my door contact-free so I can keep my glasses fog-free. Except they still fog up while I cry from appreciation as I easily assemble each meal, I must admit. So, get started with every plate today for just $1.99 per meal, plus an additional 20% off another two weeks by going to everyplate.com and entering the code 91. One 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 nine nine. That's a dollar ninety nine per meal plus twenty percent off another two weeks of meals by going to everyplate.com and using my special code nine one 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 nine nine. Hugs. One time, when I was a kid, I ate a whole carton of vitamin C chewables at my friend's house while we watched cartoons one morning. I remember two things after that. I wasn't allowed to come over again, and I didn't get scurvy that year. Otherwise, 1982 is a bit blurry for me. Now, as a 45-year-old human, I feel that the vitamins I consumed that day might just start to be wearing off. Plus, it's getting dark earlier, and as I head indoors to escape the cold, it's a perfect time to add some extra vitamins that will help me take care of my physical health while I take some extra time to focus on my well-being. That's why I'm really excited about the wellness products from Care Of. People may have booked me for fewer holiday parties this year, but my season is just as hectic. I help manage the holiday stress in a healthy way by adding Care Of supplements to my routine. Care Of makes it easy to maintain my health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps me feel my best today and supports me long term. So, even though I might inhale Grandma's Cold War era fruitcake this holiday like it's the last supper, I can feel confident that with my Care Of routine, I can get on track and stay on track. Care-of is super transparent about the research and sourcing behind each one of their products, which right about now, trust plus my health equals a pretty important math equation. I might be chronically late on getting episodes out, but I never skimp on my health goals, except for when I do. But even then, Care-of is there to the rescue. It all starts with Care-of's fun five-minute online quiz where they ask me questions about my diet, lifestyle, and any health concerns that I might have specific to my my wellness goals. It's like me getting a personally tailored approach to my unique health needs without leaving the comfort of my easy chair. And if the process is easy and I can stay in my chair, sign me up. Care-of used my quiz answers to create completely customized recommendations that came in daily, individually wrapped packages that are perfect for getting me back into a routine that is easy for me to follow. Open today's packets, add to mouth, swallow, get back to my day. These daily individually wrapped packets mean I can rest assured that I won't overdo it like the great vitamin C overdose of 1982. Best thing, I can adjust my monthly pack anytime I want to further tweak things for my needs. So, start taking care of your human parts better with Care Of. And to help boost your health, you can start by boosting your savings with 50% off your first Care Of order. Go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code 911podcast50. That's 50% off your first Care Of order by entering code 911podcast50. Visit TakeCareOf.com today. And I'll vitamin C you later. (laughs) Hugs. Here we go. Two seven right here. Two seven. Ten four forty eight fifty three twenty seven. Cracker barrel. I have a female stating that she just informed her husband that she's leaving him. Um, They got into an argument. They drove separately, but he refuses to leave the parking lot. He keeps circling, waiting for her to leave. He's in a Jeep Liberty. She states he does own a shotgun. She didn't see it on him, but she did see shotgun shells. I just pulled up, spotted him, and he's driving through the lot now. 10-4. I advised her to wait in the restaurant, but she hung up on me. All right. Stay off the air. His truck is empty. I don't know where he went. He's parked in front of Cracker Barrel. Oh my god, radio? Shots fired in the restaurant. 
Shots fired in the restaurant. People are coming out saying he's inside shooting. 10-4, keep the air clear. I don't know where he's at. He's got a long gun, it sounds like. Radio notified Parma. Are you shot? Parma's been notified. Notified the FD. Already advised. Okay, what do we got for your wife? I'm getting my long gun. Alright, do you want me on back? Yes, two on back, two on the front. Shoot, we're getting Parma here. Somebody get south side, south side. Keep the air clear. All right, he's in the girls' bathroom, a witness says. Girls' bathroom. He does have a gun. Okay, I missed the last transmission. Where, where are we at? All right, he's got a kid, according to the witness. Engine 2, please dispatch. Station is going to be vacant. Do we have PD on scene? Is this a safe scene? Fire, I'm not going to be able to talk to you. I have a hostage on the phone and people online. Copy. Fire department's going to be staging on scene. All right, I was just advised somebody was shot and they're unresponsive. They're supposed to be chasing two little kids around. I'm hearing shots over the phone. Where are we at? I don't know where he's at. I just heard two more shots. Stay up the air! Alright, get fired here. Shots are fired, males down. Gun is out of his hand. He's down? We have the weapon. Rescue one copies, we're in route to Cracker Barrel. Alright, we have one DOA at the front counter. One DOA at the front counter. 10 4. Confirm male in custody. Affirmative. Alright, I have one female still on the phone. She's hiding under the counter. We have a female dead at the front desk. We have a juvenile shot. DOA. Alright, so officers heard gunshots shortly after they arrived and saw Kevin born December 1960, which would make him uh, Sagittarius. They saw him leaving the restaurant with a gun. <laughs> After a quick discussion on whether he could have purchased the gun off the wall inside the restaurant, if you know anything about Cracker Barrels, and was maybe just a random innocent consumer, officers shot him uh, when he refused to surrender. So he died at the scene. Um, <sighs> uh, uh, the, cor- the, the, the county medical... Med- the county medical examiner said that all three of Kevin's victims died of apparent gunshot wounds. How do I get that job? And I wonder if it was really, was it quote unquote apparent or maybe just barely noticeable shotgun blasts to the body? I mean, really, come right. on. Why, why did they have to say, I've always wondered that, like, why did they say apparent? Like, like, oh, they did get I shot in the face, but he also dribbled some poison in there, and he actually died of poison. Sometimes it's just obvious. Can I <laughs> Can I ask you a question that, that's going to sound insensitive, but I, I don't mean it to be? How bad would these blasts be? If you got shot by a shotgun, how, like, how bad are these wounds? Do the, are we? Yeah. I don't know. It's Okay, so good, very good question. So I put it into two categories. You have 20-gauge shotguns and you have 12-gauge shotguns. You've got other ones, but those are the most common. 20-gauge is actually less powerful than a 12. I don't know which one he had, but if we go to one extreme and we go to the least effective, it would be a 20-gauge shotgun with something called like 420 shot or, or, or a rattlesnake shot, which are really little tiny, mm-hmm. tiny grains. They're little tiny, tiny BBs. If he used that, it'd be the equivalent, uh, depending on how close he got and everything, it'd be the equivalent of like maybe getting shot with a twenty-two, which could still kill you if shot proper, uh, mm-hmm. but maybe not. But uh, 80% of the time, if you got shot with that, you, you would survive, I would say. It, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't go all the way into your organs, potentially, or uh, it could, but it, not all the time. The other end of the, mm-hmm. perspe- the spectrum would be a 12-gauge shotgun with shotgun shells that have slugs in it, which is basically a jujube-sized lead weight 
inside of a shotgun right. shell that then gets jettisoned out of the shotgun and it it'll put a hole six inches wide into whatever it hits so it's hard to say yeah. but they all all three of them died from mm-hmm. uh the wife had multiple gunshots probably not because she needed it to die but probably mm-hmm. anger or rage was the cause of that i believe you've seen have you seen the video of the mcnutt guy killing himself no no i didn't i didn't i didn't go watch it okay i, I can't take have it. you ever like seen uh, a watermelon dropped off a roof I've seen elastic bands tied around it till it pops, that's, but I, not, not much off a roof. That's worst case scenario. That's what it there's, like? there's nothing left. Yeah, it'll it'll open anything up. But I and don't he know. killed his daughters. He killed his daughters with this this yes. weapon. Which I think this lead this this really lends to the opinion that he was a terrible person, not just mad at his mm-hmm. wife because he couldn't see past his rage. I'm sure in his mind, if I have to try to get inside his brain for a second, he's enraged by what she's saying. But she probably also blames the daughters because she f- he probably feels like they are supporting this, that they are just as big of the problem because they're on her team. He could, he could, or he could just be wiping. He could just be wiping them all out. Yeah, uh, yeah. And who knows what 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 it is? He's obviously snapped here. Ridiculous. I just can't put myself there. I really can't, I can't put myself either. there. Walking in, you got two daughters that you've been around for so long, and you just start blowing them away in a friggin' restaurant. On her birthday. Unbelievable. It's two. I mean. Chasing them down, too, though, right? Did you, you didn't get to that yet. No. I keep on having that in my mind. Yes. No. So, good good point. Nice segue. So, yes, the daughters, one, one daughter tried to make it out the front and was killed in the front of the store, in the in the country store portion of the restaurant, um, the daughter, the ten year old whose birthday it was, was hiding in the bathroom, and she was killed in the bathroom. Party hat still on her head, uh, birth, birthday card laying next to her. Just like ah, uh, it, it's wow. just this is the worst, right? And then to top it all off, he's a coward because he goes out and it's suicide yeah. by cop, right? He goes out and. Mm-hmm you know makes them do it so yeah. and that's it that that's basically it i guess one more thing a cracker barrel spokeswoman said in an email from the corporate office that quote this appears to be the result of a domestic dispute between two guests and no cracker barrel employees were involved i'm glad cuz you're looking at your server going were you part of that feeling <laughs> i'm glad they clarified that yeah yeah get in there terrible Got to cover your bases, eh? Yeah, I hear what you're saying there. It almost seems like they're trying to be sensitive, but it's actually insensitive yeah. to stick your nose in that way and cover your totally. ass, right? It's hilarious. <laughs> Just so so soulless. You could have said this appeared to be a domestic dispute and the Cracker Barrel employees acted like heroes or something, but it was like we'd like to— Had nothing to do with us. We'd prefer to absolve ourselves of all wrongdoing here. Uh-huh. Nothing got in the food. <laughs> nothing got in the food. Our raw chicken is as raw as it was before. <laughs> Right. Still got lots of gravy, though. Just cover it up. Hey, um, how about a happy ending? Sure, I'll take okay. it. Okay. Two questions before we do. Part one. Do you remember which song to sing whilst doing compressions on a dead person? <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ching, chang, wada, wada, bing, bang. Right? I guess you could. Ooh, ee, ooh, ah. <laughs> you could try that one. I don't know. What's the beat to that? Ooh. You gotta do it real fast with your fist. You just gotta use one fist. That is a perfect example of a way to keep a dead person dead. I think. Okay, yeah, good right. job. Uh, the 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 actual song that I like to remember is "Staying Alive" because everybody can think of that rhythm. Uh 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 uh. uh. Mm-hmm. Staying alive, staying alive. So you, that's your rhythm. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then part two. Do you have nipples? Mm-hmm. Do I have nipples? I believe the word is. N- That's none of your business. Nipples. Nipples. Nip- uh, I don't know what that. I is. don't either. But on this call, this again happens in Britain, Great Britain, oh, yeah. or well. less Great Britain, minor Britain, the minor outlying Britons. I'm not quite sure which Britain. New Britain, Old Britain, in a Britain. The University of Kentucky. I think some people call it the UK. <laughs> yes, exactly. Okay, so. This call takes place in in the UK. I'll right. go ahead and play the call, and then we'll talk about it a little bit, and and you'll you'll know why I asked you if you have nippos. 
All right. I figured that's what you would do. You ready for me to hit play on this? Uh, I'm ready. Here we go. Ambulance, is the patient breathing? No, he's just stopped breathing. Is he not breathing at all? No. Okay. It was on the bed, so I don't know how to... I won't be able to do CPR on the bed. Okay, don't worry. I'm organising help. Just stay on the line, okay? <sighs> Did you just find him like this? He just um, sat up and started going... <gasps> and then he just right, started... what I want you to do is lay him flat on his back on the ground oh, and remove any pillows. I'll have to try and get him on the floor. Okay, just do whatever it takes, but put the phone down if you have to, and just drag it onto the floor. All right, now one second. Now, can you hear me? Yes. Is he on the floor? Yes. Okay, listen carefully. I'll tell you how to do chest compressions. Okay, so place the heel of your hand on the breastbone in the centre of the chest, right between the nipples. Yes. Put your other hand on top of that. Okay, and pump the chest hard and fast at least twice per second and two inches deep. Okay, and just let the chest come all the way up between the pumps. We're going to do this until help can take over. Okay, just count out loud so I can count with you. Okay, match my pace. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Keep that going. One, two, three, That's four. That's perfect. Keep that pace. That's really good. Okay, we're coming as fast as we can. It's really important we keep them chest compressions going and we'll be able to help him when we get there, okay? Yeah. All right, just keep going. You're doing great. Yeah. Breathe. Okay, just keep, keep the compressions going. We're nearly with you. When, you have to tell me when to come and open the door. Yeah, I will do. When that when they pull up, I will let you know. And when that happens, I want you to nip down, open it as quickly as you can, come back up and carry on with the compressions until they take over, okay? Okay, keep going. We're nearly there. I know it's going to feel like a long time, but we're nearly there. Yeah. Okay, they're going to be pulling up any second now. Nip down, leave the door open, come straight back up and start the compressions again. Okay. Back up. Yeah, just get straight back on them compressions. They'll be with you any moment. They'll come straight in, but don't stop. Even when they come into the house, carry on until they take over, okay? Yeah. You're doing ever so well. We're going to give him the best possible chance. Just keep the compressions going. They'll come up to you. This is the ambulance crew. We're on scene. Okay, thank you. Right, cheers. Thank you. All right. So now do you know why I asked if you have nipples? Yeah, they say so many funny words. Funny. I like it. You put your hand right between <laughs> his nipples. Right? Right, bruv? <laughs> Right. right, bruv? All right. Mm. I love how that the call begins. It's like, all right, is he breathing? No. <laughs> okay, is he breathing at all? <laughs> I mean, what is she supposed <laughs> to say? What if he was like, no. Wait, yes. And no again. And yes again. And now, <laughs> no again. <laughs> all right. Sounds like he's breathing yeah. just fine. Right, right. Does he have nipples? Does he have nipples? Is he standard male, mm-hmm. cisgender male here, binary or non-binary? <laughs> eh, bruv? Did you hear the part where she was like, breathe, <laughs> like doing, doing those huge compressions? <laughs> I, could, like, was, I was saying to you, I'm like, if I was dying and I was kind of coming back and I heard someone pushing on my chest go, breathe, <laughs> like they kind of don't care, or they're just nervous, right? I'd be like, nah. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> not coming. I'm tired of this not place. Not coming back. Yeah, I was just yeah. thinking in my head how when uh, I die, I don't want to hear the words ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah. <laughs> bing, bing, walla, walla, bing, bing. That might bring me right back to life, actually, man. Just long enough to say, it's staying alive. <laughs> sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. All right. Well, uh, I guess yeah. we're laughing mm-hmm. about this, and we're not sure if he li- lived or not. But guess what? Right. He did live. I he see. lived. Mm-hmm. I see. So Philip yeah. from Derby, which is a uh, place in University of Kentucky. Yeah, Kentucky Derby. That's why they call it that. Yeah, exactly. I believe that's the actual, yes, that's the reason right there. Uh, he went into yeah. cardiac arrest before he had even climbed out of bed, as you heard his wife say at the beginning of the call, which we all needed to know, which was he woke up going, ah! Ah! 
like, like, like the operator needed to hear that. Oh, okay. Well, in that case. All right, Mandy, we get it. We get it. Now we should do something about that. Do you know the song, Ooh, Ee, Ooh, Ah, Ah, Mandy? Bless, bless Mandy's heart. But she bravely called 999. She pulled him off the bed, which, by the way, is important. Remember these two things. Staying alive is the song. Hard surface underneath them. Don't do CPR on a bed. Or a couch. Yeah, or don't worry about their comfort at this exactly. point. <laughs> They're good. Right. Um, she pulled them off the bed and she performed CPR uh, until the ambulance crew arrived. The emergency dispatcher, his name was Carl Ford, which he's related to the guy who started, obviously, Carl's Jr., um, is <sighs> credited with staying super calm. On the phone while he walked Mandy through the CPR that ended up saving Philip's life. Good stuff. I heard you at the end there, then that was Phil like sucking back to life. Did Phil get on the call and start thanking everybody? Like, was, I'd like to think. Was that Phil at the end? No, it was the, it was the, uh, the ambulance crew that you heard. <laughs> yeah, he just wakes up, grabs the phone. He's like, all good. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate it. I heard everything you did for Mandy. <laughs> Thanks for showing her where my nippos were, bruv. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's a critical mm-hmm. place to be, ain't it? <laughs> oh, man. Very good. Anyway, that's all I got. And right now, probably there's beautiful piano music playing behind us, as you can hear, mm-hmm. which means we are done with this episode. So hug your children. Go to Cracker Barrel. They didn't have anything to do with it. Learn CPR. <sighs> Right. Don't order the chicken uh, cutlet. Or order it and then just make sure before. <laughs> just don't to be a deep throat queen like me and go do that. You need to be able to bark. Sir, are you sure you want the cut? Sir, why do you have a belt full of popsicles on? <laughs> just getting ready. Just getting primed up. I'm going to eat this whole. <laughs> All right, everyone. Hugs. It's been a roller coaster ride, hasn't it? <laughs> so many laughs, a few tears, and a whole bunch of hugs amongst this crazy community that you've helped us build. From the amazing Facebook groups to the actual awards that you've been sending us, we are overwhelmed with love and appreciation that you've allowed us to make all of these crazy shows at 1159 Media. Even my grandma stopped complaining. At least I haven't heard her voice coming out of the air shafts for a little while. Mm, Probably should check on her. Our Patreon overfloweth with your amazing support and the store is open. Bean Bean says thank you for making her It's Probably Fine shirt the number one seller so far out of all of these shirts we have for sale. Who could have seen that coming? I gave her a whole dollar and since she's three, she felt like she won the lottery. (laughs) Anyway, you make this thing possible. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your patience and most of all, Thank you for your love. So much hugs.